Hello, Lost Masters. Welcome to the Lost Cabin, somewhere in rural Massachusetts. Today we are going to search for ancient visitors, a people feared the world over, but noted for their ingenuity and bravery in exploration. This is a lost Massachusetts of possibly a thousand years ago. Come with us into the murky past as we look for Viking Massachusetts. So I'm at the intersection of Commonwealth Avenue and Charles Gate in Boston and I'm in the middle of Com Ave and this is called the Commonwealth Avenue Mall. The Commonwealth Avenue Mall runs from Kenmore Square all the way to the Public Gardens. And the mall is a pedestrian walkway. It's a, it's a great place to go for a walk. And there are lots of statues and memorials and monuments along the mall that you can stop and look at. And, and these monuments and statues represent a lot of things that you might expect or anticipate to see in Boston along Commonwealth Avenue. But the very first statue that you run into, the one that I'm looking at, is probably one of the strangest statues. And it's hard to call this a lost place because thousands of people drive by and walk by it every day. But I wonder how many of them stop and look at it and understand what it is. Because this is a statue of a Viking. It's a statue of a Viking staring into the west, into the distance. And this is one of the more curious stories of Lost Massachusetts. And it's one that has quite a few twists and turns and possibly true history, possibly made-up history, possibly a mix of both. This is the starting point for our study of Viking Massachusetts. Welcome to the adventure and mystery that is Lost Massachusetts. I am your host, Garth. Today we're going to give a brief introduction to the subject of potential Viking settlements in Massachusetts. It's a uh, controversial subject, I suppose, um, but one that we're going to take a very serious look at. And this is going to include various sites around Massachusetts that are claimed to be Viking. And we started off at the Viking statue on Commonwealth Avenue in Boston, which is a, uh, a pretty cool site, and it's well-maintained. It's got a nice garden around it. I would advise visiting there if you're going for a walk. But before that, let's talk about our previous show, which was about 
the mysterious place called Chestnut Hill. Uh, got a lot of interest uh, in that particular episode. People were kind of uh, shocked and surprised by that. And uh, we had a number of people comment about <laughs> the supposed lack of a real Chestnut Hill, including some people who live in Chestnut Hill and were a bit mystified by it. We also had a comment on our archaic word from last week, uh, which was temulent. And um, the comment is from the snob. And he says, that's downright alabandical. To which I responded, only a sot would know that. If you have no idea what we're talking about, you have to go to Lost Massachusetts at Instagram and um, check out some of our archaic words. Speaking of that, we are going to segue right now into one of our archaic word segments. Thanks for joining us. And now archaic words from my double set New Century Dictionary, 1927. Touch piece. T-O-U-C-H-P-I-E-C-E. A coin or medal presented by the Sovereign of England to a person touched for the king's evil. Now I'm going to step away from that definition because it's even more confusing than the term itself. What's going on here? What exactly is the king's evil? Uh, The king's evil or the queen's evil is actually a kind of tuberculosis that presents itself on the skin. And for a long time, it was believed that uh, the king or the queen could kiss the forehead of a person and cure them of the disease. And I suppose that the king or queen can only go around kissing so many people, especially sick people. So the sort of divine intervention could be imparted through a coin, a kind of good luck charm with the king or queen's profile on the coin itself could be used to cure the disease. Touch peace. It's claimed by many people that there was Viking exploration and even settlement of Massachusetts seven or eight hundred years ago, long before any other Europeans arrived. Did this happen? How valid are these claims? Is it possible? Where is the evidence? First, who were the Vikings? There are various medieval people originating out of Sweden, Norway, and Denmark who became notable for raiding coastal settlements in Europe in the 9th century, all the way from Russia to the British Isles. They often raided monasteries that were undefended for the gold. The image conjured in many people's minds of Vikings is the raiding and piracy, but what is more interesting for this discussion are the expansions, settlements, and takeovers of various European territories by Vikings. It surprises people to find out that Dublin, Ireland was a Viking settlement. 
in the parts of England and France where Vikings seized. This helps answer the question as to why Vikings might have pushed deep into North America. That story is not about raiders and pirates, it's about the need for new territories to move people into. Some of the motivation was about inheritance or rivalries between siblings that led them to want to find unexplored territories, especially places where they wouldn't have to invade with an army and fight the people already there. So is it possible? From what we know about the period, there are not many logistical obstacles to Vikings actually reaching the east coast of the U.S., So there's no logistical obstacles to them reaching Massachusetts. First, let's look at the earliest known European voyages. There are multiple documented European trips to North America in the 16th and 15th century. The earliest by John Cabot in 1497. The difference between these trips and possibly earlier ones is that the explorers of that period were being commissioned by governments some early explorations might not have been recorded for a variety of reasons. Sailors in England, especially Bristol, always talked about phantom lands in the Atlantic for hundreds of years and started looking for it earnestly in 1480. If we follow a known timeline, Iceland was settled by Vikings in 874, Greenland in 986, and then Newfoundland in the year 1000. Knowing this, the distance between Newfoundland and Massachusetts is a fraction of the sailing distance from Norway to Iceland, or Iceland to Greenland. The known Viking settlement in Canada was supposedly abandoned in 1350. If the Vikings were sailing all around the known world with ease, and uh, they settled in Canada for 350 years, I find it hard to believe they would not continue to look south, especially for warmer places. So, again, I see little reason to doubt the ability of the Vikings to reach Massachusetts. So then the question is, did they? Where is the evidence? Where are the supposed sites? Well, these sites are all over New England, not just Massachusetts. They include specific structures you can see today in Rhode Island and New Hampshire, but we'll try and focus on the Massachusetts locations that are claimed as Viking. Many of these are inconveniently or conveniently underwater. We covered one potential spot back in episode 20, the Upton Chamber, give that a listen as well. There are several locations on the Cape and Islands, Cape Ann, in and around Boston, and even further inland. In future episodes, we will visit these locations. Some I have been to and know well. Others I have not or I just learned about. I've been corresponding with an author expert on the subject, and I'm looking forward to interviewing him and picking his brain. Stay tuned for future episodes on the uh, supposed Viking settlements of Massachusetts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us to hear about this possible lost Viking Massachusetts somewhere deep in the past 
Until then, this is Garth in the Lost Cabin, somewhere in rural Massachusetts, saying, it's always the 10th century, somewhere. Hey, if you like the show for some reason, there are lots of ways you can join the fun or get a hold of us. You can message Lost Mass through the podcast apps on Anchor. There's a voice option. Or you can go to lostmassachusetts.com and subscribe to our blog or use the various methods there to contact us. If you go to lostmassachusetts.com, you can also sign up to get a postcard from a lost place and find out where to send us a lost postcard too. Also go to Lost Massachusetts at uh, Instagram for photos and other details. We will do our best to respond to comments uh, directly uh, as well as within the show. You might hear um, your own comment. That's fun. <laughs>